Hi guys, Ash here for the Goodison Blues and welcome to episode 13 of the Goodison Blues podcast as the match preview for tomorrow's game, 3 o'clock kickoff Palace versus Everton. A match that in one sense is kind of, it's a, t- it's a match that both teams are in extremely, extremely good form at the moment. Obviously Crystal Palace with a, an amazing um, win over Manchester United at the last their last uh trip out in the Premier League and obviously we had that good victory over West Bromwich Albion. Um the concern I suppose is whether you know we'll see what happens in regards to the centre back situation where Mina will be reinstated to just the team or will Carlo Ancelotti continue with Luca Dean at centre back. Um there's some people saying okay because the young uh, left back French defender Nakunku is playing extremely well, which he is, that he deserves to keep his place in the starting lineup at dispose disposing of Luca Dean and putting him into the centre back. But obviously if Mina plays alongside Michael Keane, would you take him out and put Luca Dean back in a left back, you know, more or less keep the same starting lineup that we kind of did against uh, Tottenham Hotspur in the opening game of the season. It's a really difficult one. Um at the moment, Mason Holgate and Jared Brantwaite, they're still unavailable. Um, it's Mason Holgate has an ankle injury, and I think it was Brantwaite, I think he hurt his toe. Um, so he's still out. Obviously, Jean-Philippe Cabaman, we don't know when he's ever going to play for the club again. He just The poor lad has just been riddled with those injury issues since he joined the club. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, as far as I know, is fit. Um he had a small issue apparently that which is why he came off at halftime in the Carabao Cup game against Fleet. Right out just because we're two 0 up and you know decided not to risk him. But it looks like he picked up a bit of an, a knock um on Wednesday. Um Fabian Delph, I believe, is not gonna be in the squad. If I remember correctly, I've heard from the press conference that Carlo Wanchi Lai game. Uh, he said he's not gonna travel to the for, for Palace. Um but he is on his way back to full fitness i believe and i thought he he looked well and played very well in that game um on, on wednesday um so it's very interesting to see how it's it's gonna face you know what he, what changes he's gonna make i'm hoping for a fact anyway at least that mina is kept brought into the side and he's kept there and go back into the starting 11 that we had against spores um i know Wobi had a good game on wednesday night as well uh Gilfy was was quite quiet as well uh, so I can't imagine both of them would start. I really just would see a same eleven as even started the game against West Bromwich Albion. Obviously, now one of the danger players we're going to have to watch, even though I've said many, many times before, it's a player I don't highly rate, and it could probably bite me on the ass tomorrow, is uh, Zaha. Um, I don't know whether we're still going to be going in for him or not. Um, it turns out from the... The Carlos press conference that um, the transfer window is relatively going to be quiet. I think we, we might be still looking for a centre-back, but he addressed the goalkeeping issue as well. I believe we're not going to go for a goalkeeper, even though reports yesterday said we were going back in for Manchester United's Romero. Um, I really do think, though, because of the mistakes that Pickford made, you know, there's even some people are saying take Pickford out of tomorrow's game and put Joe Virginia in. You know, take him out and just like give him that wake up call. You know, take him out for two or three games. You know, because the Palace game is quite important at the moment. Again, you, you know, the chance to stay up at that end of the table at a good start to the season. I suppose if you're facing a side that's in poor run of form, 
you know, do you then take Pickford out and give Joe Virginia that run? It's a very diff it's a very, very, very difficult call to make. Um but I want to see Richarlison you know get more goals now in the Premier League. Obviously Calvert Lewin keep his run going. It'd be nice to see him because obviously there's been questions going around saying now are the fans of the club are we now realizing that Dominic Calvert Lewin can be that star forward that Everton have missed for so many years before uh, Romelu Lukaku came, for instance, and it looks like he is. I think he can be severely underrated. If you know, reminds me in the case of um, Leon Osman, I've always said that for for the years that he was at the club, he was one of the most underrated midfielders in the Premier League. And you look at the goals that he scored for us. He didn't just score little goals; he absolutely scored belters of goals. And I think. Uh, Dominic Cavalloon can be that next big thing and because of that midfield that we have now that can re- hopefully read his mind Dominic Cavalloon has always been one of a, a really good strong point is that he he holds up the ball really really well and obviously last season unfortunately our midfield quartet wouldn't read that you know when he win the ball, they wouldn't be there to help him out now with the likes of Hamas Rodriguez, Alan DeCorey and even in some sense and uh, hopefully brings Andre Gomez's game forward. Or he's able to read that and, you know, use his strength of holding up the ball to create more attacks for us. Um, hopefully, <laughs> Ben Teke doesn't play for Palace. I think the last, because he hadn't scored for so long, of course. I think it was the last season he eventually scored against us. Um, <laughs> typical... Um, Typical Benteke that he would play and 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 score him being an ex a next Liverpool player as well. This is a very difficult one to 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 grade score wise. Um, you know, but going back to London, we did so well against Boris. Now it's another trip back to London. Can we do the same thing again? Um, I think it really depends on which team starts the strongest of who gets a grip of that game, and if our midfield can get on top on top. In the first five to ten minutes, I think we can come away with all three points. Um, will it be a kind of a a five two, uh, dramatic, you know, goal scoring, um, fantastic as they say? It remains to be seen. But as I mentioned on numerous occasions in the last couple of podcasts, we can't be shipping two goals and just be expecting that we're going to score five. We need to do something about those leaking goals because obviously leaking goals. Is what's going to draw us down the table. You know, we're top of the table. Leicester come along, and get a win, and then we're now we're 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 third place, like joint top in third place because of the goals that we were conceding. So that needs to be nipped in the bud because if by any chance that we have an extremely extremely good season and we are in that top six, we don't want to lose the position on goal difference. That will be an absolute ah. But um, yeah, um, so. I'm going with a 2-1 win. Um, let's see. I'll go with Richarlison getting the opener. Crystal Palace will get an equaliser. Hopefully not through Benteke or Zaha. Um, and preferably not a player who's never scored a goal. Because we always seem to have that issue as well. to get the first goal for their club um, against us. And then let me see. Hamas Rodriguez getting the winner. There you go. So 2-1. Um, we'd like to see that happening. Um, let me know your thoughts, guys, how you feel the, the game will go tomorrow. Um, it's not on Sky Sports. I'm not too sure if it's on um, 
BT or anything that's a three o'clock kickoff. It might be on Premier Sports, but you know yourself, you know where you'll be able to go to watch them, especially if you have uh, access to the internet and stuff. Um, sadly, again, because of the, the COVID issues, it's still highly unlikely in the foreseeable kind of month, I suppose, that we're going to be able to be able to meet up safely and you know to, to be able to watch the game as a group um as it was announced today yeah or yesterday should i say Donegal has now gone into phase three they're now trying to work with the north um because they're afraid of what's because what's happening here is as soon as the pubs opened outside of dublin people were obviously hammering onto the dart heading out to wicklow out to bray and what happened now wicklow has started to get a number of cases so it just goes to show whether I know the pubs are not directly involved in it, but people traveling and people being on a on a crowded train and people heading out, especially last weekend because the weather was so good, um, it's it's making it very very difficult, and they're afraid of the same thing happening in County Derry with people going from Donegal, and they pretty much now this evening, uh, as of seven o'clock, there will be, uh, roadblocks all over the place to try and convince people not to travel across the border so wherever you guys do are able to watch the game whether you're at home or you do find a venue that has an outside area that you can watch it please watch it safe guys please please try and avoid your house parties or close contacts i know you're everyone's sick and tired of hearing the news people saying it and the media people saying it but it's just for our own sake the sooner we can get a stronghold on this blasted thing the sooner that we can safely meet up as a group because we don't like you know if we have this amazing amazing season we're not going to be able to celebrate it together that's the that's the thing we need to bear that in mind and you know venues you know can only have 15 people if they've been outside and you know it'll be make it very very difficult for us if you found a venue that has a tv that's outside that you can watch the game when the weather's good you're not going to be able to have all 15 spaces it's just you're never going to do it. so we really need to get a hold on this virus on a happier note guys just after the the first couple of games of the goodness and blue supporters club uh fantasy league just to give you a bit of a uh, rundown. Thankfully, we did have ten teams that have started the season, and um, I can tell you so far, uh, your yours truly is in seventh position, but leading at the front at the, at the, at the moment uh, with one hundred and sixty two points is Hames nineteen is the name of the team by member James Henry. Right behind him, then is Michael Maguire with Toffee Blues FC with one hundred forty six points. In third place with one hundred thirty seven points is when skies are grey by Niall Finnegan. Wooden Spoon FC, cool name, uh, one hundred twenty six points again by Michael Maguire. Chapel Legend is on one hundred twenty six with that's Killian Bulger in fifth place. In sixth place, the most I suppose it's the funniest name that is out there, Jason Martin. He's one hundred twenty one points, and it's social distance me whole. There you go. Apologies for the the. <laughs> the language in seventh position it's myself with Ashley's Battlers 117 just behind me then with 113 is Sons of Ancelotti Dale Sweetman Alain Leblu with 102 points is David Bulger and then in finally in 10th place with 84 points is Carletto Blues Niall O'Connor so of course guys don't forget you can still you can still join up um to that league there's not there's nothing stopping you from doing it it's still early days but yeah so we have the early 
uh, leader at the moment. So until then, guys, this is the has been the the preview video for tomorrow's game. I am going with a two one Richarlison and Hamas Rodriguez getting the winner for us tomorrow. Wherever you do watch the game, guys, stay safe and stay blue.